Welcome back folks to 2 Minutes for Chatting, this is episode 71 and I'm afraid to tell you that it's happened again. Four point weekend? Yep, it's happened again. Faith, I've done it. <laughs> I was going to say, not for us. Not for us, nah, more doom and gloom and what better place to be, to hear it all about it than here. Um. But I, I've I've come into this recording thinking I'm going to try and be more positive, more analytical than ever. So we'll see right. how that ends up. Interesting. Yeah, it's total Stay nonsense. True. I'm not. I'm the same. I'm going to be the same. Nah, we'll yeah. see. One or two. I did. I did a wee bit of prep for this, so always right. helps. Not that I don't usually, but just a wee bit more, more <laughs> than usual. I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this would say that there was pretty much next to no thought of spinning to this. Well, they'd be wrong, especially this week. We've also, this week. we've also got the return of critical mode, as far as I'm aware, being made yeah. made to believe that by the producer, so we'll see how that goes. But I do have a couple of ideas, so if we get there, then all the more reason to listen in. Um. But sadly, we, we have to really start at the usual place, and that is another clan defeat. Um, 2 0 at home to Coventry, who are the informed team. So it was almost expected, but that's the sad reality of where we are at the moment. That is. Um, yeah, not scoring as well. Um, and obviously, you can't, can't win if you don't score, so. Um, we were, we were never, we were never going to win that game. Um, I don't know how many times we've actually been shut out at home this season now, but that's definitely not the first. I don't think, is it? Um, uh, you might be right. Yeah. I'm not sure if uh, possibly Guildford have done it. I I could potentially go back, and I will as we're talking. But um, it it seems almost. Uh, extra disappointing when when you can't score at home I know that kind of seems like an obvious thing to say but um, in front of your own fans not scoring at home and um, I know you were there from all accounts for my sins for, for your sins um, you thought possibly the effort was there but lacking lacking quality and I've had from I told you this earlier today but someone else who's gone to the odd game Went on Saturday and just thought it felt really flat. Quite a lot of mistakes. Um, almost looked like the team hadn't really been playing together for too long. And, um, you know, just lacked a bit of... I don't know if it was... They needed a kind of physical side to get the, the team going or whatever it was, but just couldn't have scored for... Uh, if they'd kept playing for another few hours. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed that way. Um, I put a tweet out after the the game, um, saying that I thought there was there was plenty of effort there, um, not creating many clear cut chances, and ultimately you can't win if you don't score. Um, I just kind of want to quantify that a wee bit because <laughs> there was a bit of backlash. <laughs> I, I will let you just. Just while you're at it, we have been shut out once before. 
Okay. This year it was 3-0 against Nottingham on the 29th of November. Um, right. So that so that that's the second time for anyone interested. But anyway, sorry, the backlash. Address it. Yeah. I just want to quantify what I meant um, by saying I thought there was plenty of effort. Looking, looking at it from from the stands, I would say that there was there there was plenty of effort there. In in my eyes, the the problem is that um, the way the team were sort of going about it, I felt like they were kind of rushing things maybe a wee bit too much. Um, Again, the sort of usual suspects, Tansky, Johnson, Pierre, uh, Lutamer to an extent, putting in a, a decent shift, I thought. Um, but again, it sort of goes back to that thing where they're all the same or similar kind of players. Um, high energy, chasing the puck down, um, finishing checks, all that kind of stuff. And... Really, what, what I meant was, I, I, I felt like the team as a whole they were just trying to be um, like that, I guess, um, if that makes any sense. It was just, uh, I felt like the effort was there, but the uh, quality wasn't. I get it. I do. Um, I think that's sort of been the story of the season almost, other than the first first part we were doing well I think the players that are meant to give us that bit of difference haven't done it um, whether we're not getting them into positions to do it or we're not playing to their strengths or whatever it is they, they've definitely not um, delivered on many accounts and um, they'll they'll obviously be frustrated at that as well you know like I've got no doubt Scott Pitt's not exactly having the best best time thinking how poor he's been recently and Becca and whatever else they, they obviously want the team to do well it's not that mm. but we're just not for a number of reasons and most of them I don't know I can't even really put a finger on but it just seems like uh, the lack of belief is just um, forcing us to to it's, really struggle it's actually it's, it's unbelievable Really, that these, you know, these guys, all professional players of all, and you know, some of them have played at uh, a high level, a really high level, um, and you know, yet we still can't seem to find a way how to sort of change things around, and um, that's that's worrying. I don't know if that comes from the coaching or, um, you know, does it take? someone in the dressing room to try and turn things around or I, I honestly have no idea how to um, what's sort of gone wrong and how to uh, how to rectify it it seems like nobody really on the team does or it would have or it would have almost been done already mm. um, it's funny just how much of a confidence game it seems to be at the moment um, you know Coventry. Sure, watching the highlights and stuff, we're making um those plays that maybe we made at the start of the season when we'd been winning a few games, and a lot of it comes off. And when we try and do it, you know we're misplacing passes or there was a few chances I remember, 
where maybe guys are taking a shot but the, the pass was on or pass when the shot was on, for example. Um, defensive yeah. mistakes, the second goal in particular, the first one, you know, it was a decent play from the face-off. Uh, I think it was Corcoran that won the face-off and it comes back to blood off and he shoots. I'm not sure if it goes five hole on Killeen or just... Yeah, either side of him. Um but then the, the second goal starts with a a poor play. I think it's um Travis Earhart coming either behind <laughs> or in front of his net. Yeah. Which he sort of gets away with and then one thing leads to another and uh Ferrara puts it away. Now I think we'd you talked about Ferrara, I mean he's having a great season. Um mm. And you can't give guys with that much confidence. I mean, he's a obviously a a um, a Brit player. No matter um, where they're from, really, is what I'm trying to say. If there's a guy that's that confident, scoring yeah. that many goals, and you give them chances, they'll they'll put it away. And it was a good a good finish in the end, but we're just. I don't know, it just seems to be the small things, nothing's going for us. I don't know if a win, any kind of win will change it around, or if it's just a case of it's too it's too far gone. Um, I think the interview after the game with Colleen and Craig Moore, was it? Yeah. Colleen seemed just almost so raging that he was just, <laughs> couldn't be bothered being there. Um, Moore was yeah. trying to be fairly positive but um, he's got a hilarious accent actually Craig Moore <laughs> yeah, he does I was going to maybe bring that up later but. yeah for having lived in America and Canada I think for a few years at studying and playing he's just got a hilarious a hilarious accent um, yeah well I mean got to find humour somewhere exactly Cause yeah because the rest is dire the rest is dire um, and then it looked like at the end of the game Johnson got a, a penalty for goalie interference then Pufal and Travis Earhart got penalties as well so maybe you know that when you're trying to trying to get back in a game that's not what you want at the end uh, but apart from that I mean did did we even really have that many clear cut chances it didn't look like it no I, I can I can generally only remember two. Um, they were probably noteworthy. I think one of them was in the highlights. I don't know why the other one wasn't in the highlights, but there we go. Um, <clears throat> the first one was the one that uh, you'd seen where Earhart sat, skated through. Um, and I think Craig Anderson had said they had hit, hit oh, the post. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think they had at the post. Oh, I did think that, that was a a good chance. Um, yeah, yeah. A couple of other sort of half chances here and there. I remember Pitt. I mean, I saw a low shot that was saved by Mott, and um, the one the one where um, we were skating, and really, a, all he has to do is sort of play it inside, and I think it's uh, Haywood that's there. That, a better angle to shoot from. Um, same thing again, I think, uh, a similar situation and uh, Nolan Laporte did the same thing. Um, so I don't know. 
it's as if they're they're not playing as a team um, just now. Uh, that would be <coughs> that would be my sort of observation. Um, just sort of regarding that chances itself, not really many that that occurred. Um, just you know, so sort again, of just can't really get set up to take a, a proper shot. It seems um, we know Mott's a good netminder, so it's yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's, to, he's the to best. He is, yeah. Like we make the Matt Matt Ginn jokes, but Mott is actually the best goal in the league at the moment. Yeah, it sounded like you know um, he didn't really have to make many big saves either, and that's not good enough for a home for uh, a game at Brayhead. You just can't. You can't be letting goalies come in and think that they're going to have a comfortable game, and I think most of them probably are at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. You I know, so we've, we've got to get that back. It feels like, you know, we, I, I don't know if it is just trying to, the game. The games to me aren't. It's not hard enough for opposition teams to come in. To no. to break ahead at the moment. That that was kind of that was my thought after the game initially was, I, I I didn't feel like Coventry really had to play much of a game. They said I did most their work in the in the first period. They went two goals up and um, basically sat back just to try and see if we could create any chances, and we didn't. Yeah. And if we made any mistakes, they would capitalise on it and break forward. Um, it just it's just really easy, too easy to play against. Yeah, it's, it's. I was going to use the word sad. It's not sad, but it's <laughs> where it's got to is pretty disappointing. I don't really like talking about it in the way that makes it seem like we're always just trying to get on the team's back and stuff. But you want to go there, and we've touched on this a number of times in in past episodes. You want to go and be excited, and. Right. Uh, and there's not, we're not getting that. Um, no. You know that I don't think there's there's too much more uh, that I could really say. Obviously, <laughs> from the game, the game. Um, but if you if you had anything else to say, I was just gonna move on to to the upcoming games and what we need to be doing. No, I think it was just. I mean, you sat hit on most of the points anyway. Um but regards to the to the goals and stuff, yeah, I mean it's it's the disappointing ones to lose. Um the first one again it's uh, coming from a directly from a face off. Um Bloodoff gets the shot away nice and early and probably catches clean out a wee bit with that one. Um also had a similar chance later on in the game. Um Again, we sort of lose the face off and blood offs there. Um, just completely free and has a has a public goal and uh, clean makes a stop in that one. But it's just the, the same thing that's happening. Um, yeah, their their heart mistake was just. I, I actually, <laughs> when he did that, when he sort of took the puck from behind the net and then sort of skated across, killing. I don't. I, I just don't remember ever seeing something like that before. The, the, just really bizarre the team's not good enough for him to be able to be doing that no um, the, the thing with Bloodoff that's a set play 
yeah. given that they're doing it more than once. So whether uh, that's not been scouted or highlighted properly, um, you'd think certainly after the first goal went in, you make at least some kind of adjustment. I mean, you're not going to win all the face-offs, and we've talked no. about face-offs, but you that, that goal doesn't happen if you win the face-off or you get somebody covering the man there. Um, yeah, so, so, so small things like that, if if he skates through three or four of our players and then, you know, puts it in the top corner, those are the goals that you can't really complain so much about. But we've had one goal that's a set play from a face-off and we've had one that's come from us starting a play behind our own net. So, I mean, you you need to get rid of that if you're gonna if you're gonna start anywhere. <laughs> then get rid of the mistakes. Make, make yeah. teams make teams score decent goals. Hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, go back to your point about Killing just quickly. We'll sort of finish wrap this up, but <clears throat> um, just what he was sort of saying in his in his post game interview, I. I I did feel sorry for him. I have to say, I thought he was, um, I thought he was brilliant in the sort of second half of that game. Um, nothing get past him. I think Coventry were still creating chances at that point. Um, the sort of odd man rush things just never disappeared. Um, a few more opportunities uh, that Coventry had that I seem to remember in, in killing. Pulled off some cracking, cracking saves. So, um, from that point of view, I think you thoroughly deserved man of the match, in my opinion. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's it's a difficult one for 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 him and the, the team to take. And, and we keep saying this every week, but we need to we need to find a way to to stop stop the rot. Yeah, I mean, he was he was basically calling out the team in front of him there. Which is yeah. to me fair enough, because nobody else seems to be doing it. Um, question, uh, and you know he's he's not he's not been he's not been great at every game this season. But yeah, uh, and you know okay yeah, maybe the some of the some of the things he said you would you would question, but he's obviously frustrated at the time. These interviews after guys come off the ice. I think probably the last thing they want to do, especially after they've lost, is to talk to Craig Anderson or to talk to anybody. <laughs> not not specifically him, but anybody. Um, and when you're asking questions like that, then you know you're obviously going to get the frustration coming out. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. Um, I'll just finish up by going through the the comments that people had left um, from that game. Yeah. Thanks again for, for getting in touch, whether it was positive or negative. Uh, Bobby McDonald said that you never saw any effort. Well, um, I've tried to explain that one as best I can. Um, Mark Forsyth saying one bench talking animated all night, demanding from the players, and the other bench was lifeless, quiet, and no talking. Um, so it sums up the past few months. To be honest, I don't. I, I can't see. Well, I couldn't see the bench from where I was sitting anyway. So, um, I'll take your word for that, Mark. Um, I think though, 
maybe some history said that I don't I did kind of see Fitzy at one point getting animated and I think it was um, when the refs started um, making calls on, on the clan players with like four minutes left I think the, the sort of goalie interference one was um, I think Mott sort of buys it and but you know he kind of knows what he's doing yeah Um Goalies do. Yeah, Goalies do buy it like that. We've seen a lot of them do it not just in clan games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ginn does it all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think... And Mott, the thing is, Mott's actually quite good on the puck as well. I wouldn't say Colleen has uh, puts himself in those situations quite as much. I don't really remember an incident like that with Colleen where he's been run yeah. over like behind the net or having having come out to play it. But some goalies do do it and that you know, that's always gonna get called. Uh, no, I know, I know, you're right. Um Neil Hewitson, um getting in touch saying some players were trying, some should be binned now, is there a waste of clan finances? Don't think we'll make the top eight. Um the seventeen eighteen team would be this current team in my opinion. Uh, Ooh. it's a good one it's, it's a controversial one um, just fire, at least I haven't got in touch as well just saying that the only ones that she'd seen trying were Killing and Springer um, Fitzy has to show them to make them listen to what's at stake I think he probably does do that behind closed doors I don't know um, I, I mean I don't know <laughs> Simple as that. I'd he like. Uh, he kind of comes across as quite um, calm and uh, in interviews, but yeah. I would like to think that sort of behind closed doors, he would be a bit different. If the yeah, I I can guarantee that he is. If the players don't know what's at stake, then what is the point in us even doing even recording this? <laughs> not not recording <laughs> this, but what is the point in them playing uh-huh. if they don't know what's at stake? Um. But it's an interesting point about the seventeen eighteen team, um, and but also the that they don't think that we'll finish eighth. Um, well, actually, controversially, I believe <laughs> leads us on nicely. Yeah. I, I believe that Clan will finish eighth, and I can tell you for why. Um, if we're if we're done with the Coventry game, that is. Um. No, I was done with the commentary game. <laughs> two minutes after it two finished. Two minutes. Two minutes in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, just before you even went in, you were done with it. As <laughs> soon as I parked the car, that was it. As soon as you left the house. Um, as soon as I bought the ticket, right, okay. So, th- there's, there's three games coming up this weekend. Two of which... Are against Manchester, so we're home, home to Manchester, away at Coventry, and then away at Manchester on Sunday. But I was doing a, um, a wee prediction of ourselves, Storm, Stars, and Flyers. Now, it's quite funny to think about Fife now being almost in it, uh, but you know their results have meant that they're going to influence it, I think, in some way. And they technically still have an outside chance of getting in. So I included them. 
Um, but for the four, yeah. the, for the four teams, based on what we're on, points wise at the moment and games played, uh, my predictions were that, and I will explain where the points come from, but where that Clan finished the season on forty two points, Storm finished the season on forty two points, and Stars finish on forty two. With Fife on thirty seven. Now that was just completely me going through and picking what I thought would happen in each game, and it so happens that they're all forty two. Right. Um, the tie break criteria is um regulation wins first, and then total wins second. So on that note, uh, Clan would finish based on what I've predicted on, uh. 15 regulation wins, 4 overtime wins. Storm would finish on 12 regulation wins, 6 overtime. Stars on 17 with 3 overtime. And Fife, by the way, finished on 37 points. Um, But so, I know it's, it's probably quite difficult to go over everything on this on this podcast, but basically, from clans fixtures... The only places I saw us picking up points are Friday. Slightly controversial. Well, I've gone. I've gone for a win on Friday. Believe it or not. Slightly controversially, a win on Sunday in Manchester, and one point at home against Dundee. So that's five points from now till the end of the season. In ten games, that's ambitious. Now, the only ambitious one there, I'm thinking, is a win in Manchester. So we've got no points from games at Coventry, at Dundee, at Fife, at Guildford, at Guildford again, home to Cardiff and home to Nottingham. So I'm only basing the the two points on Sunday on the fact that we have done okay down there. Um, and I think Dundee will, will come in and beat us, but we might sneak an overtime point from that. So from t- the 10 remaining games, I've got us picking up another five points, finishing on 42. Manchester, I've got them getting one point at home to Coventry. And two points at home to Guildford. Now they're on 39 at the moment, so they finish on 42. Dundee, they're flying in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but they're going to beat Manchester at home. They're going to beat us at home. They're going to get two points from us in Brayhead. And that's going to give them six more points to finish on 42. Now they're already ahead of us on regulation wins. And then Fife, I can only see them, albeit they've they've done alright. They've got uh, three less games than us, and I can only see them getting I've said one point at Coventry, and I've said two points. I think they'll beat us in Fife. So in my eyes yeah. they're out of it, but that's where it kinda stands. Interestingly, at the moment Ourselves, Storm and Stars are all tied on overall wins 
We've all got 17 overall wins, which is just funny how that's worked out. But uh, Manchester seem to be the overtime specialists. We're in the which middle, is, and Dundee are funny. not good at it, yeah. That was a finished thing. thing, yeah, exactly. So, the way it is, maybe, I mean, the chances of it happening are minimum, but uh, 42 points for all three teams to finish on that, and we'd get through just on regulation wins. Um, mm. Out of those games, so obviously tying that into the, the weekend coming up, I've got us winning on Friday at home to Manchester, and then winning on Sunday, but losing in Coventry so technically a four point weekend but I just Manchester seem to be the only team that I've got any thoughts that we might beat at the moment if, uh, if we get a four point weekend this weekend I'll eat my jacket yeah fair, nah, fair enough I knew it was a bit of a a bit of an ambitious one but worth doing because um, the way the way it's going, I mean, from if we if we get the four points, if we get four out of six points, I think we're basically. <laughs> I was going to say basically in the playoffs. It's not true, but um, I just don't see the other teams picking up that many points. Uh, but I don't know what you think about that. Um, I think form wise, we are. Uh trending downwards all the time I think we're probably the worst in the league now um, for sure yeah in terms of <laughs> in terms of form but so for me I, I don't know we've been trying to sort of turn things around for a while now and it's just not happening and will it happen this weekend or next weekend or before the end of the season who knows really I, I can't see it though um, yeah I don't really know why I've gone so positive to give us four points this week but nah, I, I don't I mean, if, if we don't if we don't then I think we're basically out of it because you look so we've got the game on Friday five five away games in a row after that uh, yeah and then we finish the season home to Dundee, away to Guildford, home to Cardiff, home to Nottingham. Out of those last three, we're not getting any points. We've got no chance at Guildford. Cardiff are probably, if they've not won the league by that point, which is possibly the only thing that might go in our favour, but mm. I mean, we hardly ever beat them up here, although we have. And then Nottingham, eh, came in and beat us comfortably recently. Yeah. So it's not I actually don't think that we've got an easy run in. No, we don't. You know, um, the way the the way the team's playing, I think it makes it just a difficult run. We could be playing anybody. But we might as well, in my eyes, we'd almost be better playing Cardiff, Sheffield, Belfast. Um mm-hmm. not that I'm saying that the, yeah. the, the the team aren't getting up for some of these games, but um We've been playing so poorly that, you know, it doesn't really matter who we're playing. But for some reason, I've got a feeling that we're going to get four from Manchester. But if not, then 
could be we all need, over. We need to score first. That is that is a great point, yeah. So there's that. Manchester beat Belfast uh, the weekend there. Um, yeah, they did. I know. They're, they're not going to lie down there in the same the same scrap as us, and I think um, I think they've got more fight than us. Um, so I have to disagree with your with your <laughs> with your optimism. Okay. Uh, for this weekend, um, I think we will get two points from this weekend, and that's me being optimistic. And where are they? Where are they from? Friday night's game. Right. So you think we'll win on Friday? <sighs> well, you must. You must. If you think we'll get two yeah, points. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, well, it has to be. Yeah. Um, I think we've won three home games in the last three months. Is that right? I don't know. Probably. It's basically it's basically a fortress for away teams. It is, yeah. Um, um, the last time we beat home was Manchester, right enough, so. Yeah. There's oh. that. Um, that was the other run this month. Yeah, it's only home game of one in February. Yeah. Uh, January we won home of five. By the same scoreline, that was 3-2 uh, in that game as well. Lost to Belfast at home. Oh no, sorry, we beat we beat Coventry in overtime. Yeah. Um, in terms of regulation, though, I think that's uh, that's about it for this year. So. Yeah. So, so uh, out out of the other games coming up, then, do you see us getting any more points, or are you kind of agreed with my? With my thoughts that uh, we'll pretty much not get anything other than Dundee at home. I think we'll finish ninth. Right. So if if we don't get anything on Sunday, say, and we stick with the rest of my predictions, then we're on forty points. So that would be ninth. Yeah. Um, I I don't think I've been unrealistic with Manchester. Well, other than okay, if if we swap Manchester round and say that they'll they'll get two from us down there, then they'll finish on 44. And, uh, you know, that's only them getting one from Coventry at home and two from Guildford at home. Yeah. Dundee, just because they're a bit further back, you know, just two, I think they'll beat Manchester, beat us twice for six. So, don't I don't want to stick on it for too long but basically it's looking bleak then if we don't get yeah if we don't get three or four from the weekend I think it's yeah well I know you know if we do then maybe we've got a chance to get points from some other games if we don't you know if if we lose on Friday then I think I think we might not win another game yeah well yeah uh, that is a possibility as well yeah so we've seen it for the past couple of weeks, but every weekend is is massive for us just now. Yeah, some some other uh, the other teams seem to around us seem to be able to pull out wins when they've been in a a rut of defeats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we uh, don't we've not shown that you know Manchester have done it, Dundee have definitely done it, and Fife have just done it there at the weekend. Yeah, 
So they can all they can all do it, whereas we are so predictable. So not good. Yeah. No, no, well, that's the thing. So um, Manchester obviously beat Belfast at the weekend there. Uh, Dundee recently beat Sheffield um, and Sheffield as well. So yeah. Um, you know they, these teams are doing uh, doing stuff that, that we can do at the moment. Um, so I think you know the current trend is that I think that we will finish ninth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's just it's just not good. Um. So the the way that the league is standing at the moment, then uh, at the top, Sheffield by one point, Cardiff won, um three played three games fewer. Um, they're going quite well at the moment. Sheffield had that blip last weekend where they two defeats up in Scotland. So that's, I think, possibly the setback that might just cost them the league. I would say. Yeah. Um. Albeit, I think they do finish, finish with a couple of games up, maybe Fife and Dundee or something like that. But for me, Cardiff now just are too consistent and starting to find wins from tight games. Uh, they did it against Fife, they did it there against Coventry, and that's just what they do. Poor weekend for Nottingham. I think two defeats for them, if I remember correctly. Um, quite heavy defeats as well, so I think that's them out of it, in my opinion. Uh, and Belfast as well, two two defeats, they only got one point from a game in Manchester, so I think they're now too far behind. Um, Coventry, I know it was sort of talked about as them being outsiders, they're just not quite good enough for me t- to do it, uh, although that would be some achievement, but th- it's not going to happen. So um, no. I think Cardiff now in, in pole position, yeah, and then we've just talked about what's happening in the playoffs. So, a few weeks ago, where we said uh, that we're miles off sixth, I think is true. And if we have a bad weekend, we're going to be miles off seventh, possibly even miles. <laughs> and then possibly the end of the season, we'll be miles off eighth. So, not good. Um, but you know, three three big games and Friday night. I'm I'm actually more swaying to to go into it to be honest to tell you the truth. Right. Uh, but I want you to give me your reasons why myself or anybody else listening not sure if they should go has to go. You got to tell them why. Right. Well, I've come up with a few reasons. So first of all, we've only got four games four home games left this season um, two of them are midweek games and one of them is a Sunday so this is your this is your last chance at a, a proper weekend Friday night fixture <laughs> yeah um, you'll get to hear um, all, all the classics all the musical classic uh, <laughs> themes if that is if that is a second reason, then I'm gone. <laughs> That's not. It's meant. I just came up with that. Um, second reason, I've already bought my tickets. Oof. I'm, I'll be there. That is see, 
That's the optimism that we need. Money coming into the club. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if we don't, if we do, well, that's a point. If we don't put money into the club, who is? It's a, it's a, it's a mystery, really. That's maybe a, that's maybe a topic for for the off season. But yeah. Um. If you're thinking about going, no, you're not sure. Team's not playing that well. Well, it'll just get worse. The team will get worse next year if you don't buy tickets for this weekend. <laughs> it's the harsh reality, folks. It's, it's the, the difference between a signing a. <laughs> it's the difference between signing a a, a Chad Rowe or a Lee Bolden. That and that could come true, the way it's going. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the return of Finnerty as well. Always a wee bit of a wee bit of added spice, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Get, getting to see yeah. the the new league hot shot Frankie Melton for Manchester. Frankie Melton, yeah. Um, I mean, if he doesn't put bums on seats, then who will? Mm-hmm. There's none of the, none of our team. Yeah. Um, you get to see. Zach Sullivan back. Yep, exactly. That's true. If you didn't see him at the at the testimony, there's no reason not to go. No, um, the weather's shite. Um, perennial shiteness and weather. Um, storms every weekend, so you can guarantee there'll be another one on Friday. Um, so you know, get yourself indoors. Get indoors, get yourself to a cold ice rink. Get indoors, get into Brayhead. <laughs> that was good. Super, sponsor I liked the it. Podcast. I liked it. The uh, new podcast sponsors are into <laughs> but, but we pay them. <laughs> that would be the only way it would work. Um, <laughs> okay, no, nah, fair enough. I think you've almost convinced me there. Um, you can get... You can get scotch pies uh, if you ever sort of take the notion for a wee pie on Friday and you're like, I mean, I could go to the supermarket and get them, but I can't really be bothered with the hassle of turning the oven on and waiting for it to heat up and stuff. So why not get it at the end to break the arena? Yeah, but it's already at a prime temperature. Um, similarly, hot dogs... Uh, what else have we got? You can yeah. buy juice, crisps, yeah. packets, of, packets of crisps for £2. The enthusiasm is flying off you here. You can buy lanyards or other merchandise for, yeah, the merchandise for probably stuff. too much money. Um, you've got uh, chucker pucks, always, always a laugh. <laughs> Right, that's it. That's too too many reasons. You're almost going to convince me not to go now. Just keep talking. Um, we need we need to we need to quickly do our power picks this week because we've not done them. We didn't do them last time, and I want I want to be top of at least one league. So, yeah. This weekend we have got a few games coming up. Um. So quick predictions before we do. I think we'll. We'll do a wee um, critical mode as well at the end to lighten the mood up a bit. Okay. 
Uh, but we'll start with Belfast against Guildford. Belfast for me. Oof. Controversial start. Do you think? Well, actually, yeah, there's, there's not really any reason not to, is there? They need to bounce back. They had a bad weekend last weekend. Um, away form's not been great over the course of the season for Belfast, so back at home, two points. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm just about, just about, give you that. Uh, Dundee, Manchester, huge clash. Huge clash. It is a huge clash. Um, it's as big as, in fact, Manchester have got. This is their make or break weekend. Yep, so make or break weekend as well. It is. Yeah, it is also Manchester's. Um, so I will agree with you there. I'm gonna take Dundee for that one though. So am I, as per my previous prediction table nonsense thing. Dundee are winning that. Uh, yeah. Sheffield Fife it's got to be Sheffield for me yeah it's the end of Fife's winning streak right there uh, Belfast Guildford again Belfast again Ooh. nah at Guildford are winning one of those games ok uh, Nottingham Cardiff it's got to be Cardiff now can't really pick against them again yeah, yeah they're back at that point aren't they um, right, okay, then Sunday, oh, we're moving into March now, we need, <laughs> need to move, change webpage, uh, Nottingham, Coventry. Coventry. <laughs> okay. Um, I, don't, I don't even think, that's not controversial. Nah, it's, it's not, it's not now, but I just... Coventry are the, are the form team. Yeah. It's not. I just funny that I was. Can I go in both ways with this? Ah, uh, I think Nottingham. Just, I know they were poor there, but I just think. I think they'd be doing all right if late. Maybe, maybe, maybe in overtime. It's hard to bet against Coventry getting at least a point from every game at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff Dundee. It's got power pack potential, but it's going to have to be Cardiff. Right. Well, interesting you say that because that is my power pack. I'm going Dundee. <laughs> no. Uh, pa- Pasha to pull out the bag there. And actually, actually, if they did, we'd be in trouble. But so kind of need Cardiff to win. But if there's any consolation, it's two power pack points. <laughs> And then Guildford against Sheffield. I'm not sure if I can. This wouldn't really be a power pick as such. Not really, but I would. I would have to say it's kind of hard this week. The way the fixtures have fallen. It's hard. So I'll give. I'll give you free reign almost really. Right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Sheffield for that and I'm going to go back and pick Fife to beat Sheffield on Saturday oh dear oh dear okay and ruin ruin their title I think it would as well yeah the the problem for Fife is that they're finding form but they've played three more games 
than ourselves and Dundee. So, I mean, obviously, if they if they won the majority of those, I didn't have them down for doing that. You know, they've got a, they have got a tricky set of fixtures. You know, at Sheffield, at Belfast, at Coventry, home to Clan. Twice Belfast three times. Twice away at Belfast, yeah. Three times away, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is, but I just mean twice away after they play us at home. And then Coventry at home to finish. So yeah, that's that's pretty tough. I think, you know, that would mean if we're predicting that maybe forty two, forty three points gets you in, then they need to find eight or nine from somewhere in those games. And I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't I can't see either. Five fans will want me to be wrong but I can't see that and I think they will need that many the way I've worked it out so yeah, yeah. Um, so. I think too little too late for them unfortunately but the only thing they can do is maybe affect the, affect the other places and I've got no doubt they will so yeah, one of those um, other funny hockey world news did you see the thing about the emergency goalie Coming to play for Carolina at Toronto. Did you see that? I did. Um, That's always a good laugh. It's one of those really funny rules. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. What is he? What? David Ayers is his name, yeah. Yeah. He's 42. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's played, he's played like a wee bit when he was younger. I think he does some coaching now. Right. Um, but I mean, he didn't play at any any real level at all, like sort of second, third tier, junior. Um, right, jeez. But just the just the way it works out that, you know, teams need to every home team needs to declare a an emergency goalie that can play for either team. Uh huh. So this guy's a this guy's a ter- One thing I didn't quite get, you know, he's a he's a Maple Leafs fan. I think obviously. Right. Well, he's certainly from Toronto and he's done a lot of their games and he's going in going in goals for Carolina so I don't really know how that works you know you can you imagine there being an emergency goalie in the elite league and Colleen and McLaughlin get injured and uh, some fan some Fife fans got to come in and go in goals for us uh, you I know, would almost welcome that at some point <laughs> it would be a good laugh but I don't see how that could how that no. could work you know they'd just skate out of the way of every puck I think yeah. I think he the first two shots went in yeah. that he faced and then he made another another few saves but obviously the the team steps up around him it's a good laugh I mean you're talking about basically uh, a five-a-side player stepping up to play in a Champions League game type thing, you know it's it's that kind of level, and it's funny that they've that they've got that rule, but it's only happened a couple of times before, so. And yeah. I imagine that just imagine that happening in football, like you say, so. Yeah. Just getting scouted at uh, at Town Head or whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
uh, going to come and be uh, an emergency keeper in the Atletico Madrid game or something. Yeah, I mean, you see it. You see it in other professions, I suppose, like referees and stuff. If they get injured, then the fourth official comes on, and then if they get injured, I don't really know if they ask somebody in the crowd if if they were refereed a game, but. <laughs> um, you know, and then trying to think of other things like doctors. That's definitely happens quite a lot where the the team doctors or whatever are busy and they have to ask somebody in the crowd if they're a doctor or a voice pa- doctor. Pilots on a on a flight, which would never be a situation I'd want to be in if they were asking all the passengers if any of them have ever flown. But that kind of thing. Good night. Quite funny. I have done it. I've done Microsoft Flight Simulator. I've got a joystick. <laughs> I just plug this in, mate. Aye. <laughs> just goes up the front. Have you just got a USB <laughs> slot, aye? These screens are really realistic, aren't they? <laughs> to be honest, somebody who's played that would be more qualified to land it than I would, so... Fair, I mean that. <laughs> fair play. I have played it, and I can tell you that I'm in no shape <laughs> to be able to fly a plane. So. Is there anything in this crowd that's played NHL 19? <laughs> <laughs> no, 18. Aye, no chance then. Do you know what? They need, they need somebody that has played that game to a decent level to come and be a bench coach at Clan. They need something like that. Some kind of change up. Are you is this you trying to? No, not myself. I'm not. A, I'm not a good enough level for this. No. But uh, it's it's going to be as good as any other qualified bench coach that we've not got at the moment. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know. I don't, I don't really want to get back into it, but. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't start. No. Okay. But what we will. What we will start. Is a wee a wee critical mode to finish off. I think. Um, right. Now I've got, I've got two subjects, that I would ask. So I'm going to keep the other one, for next time. Um, so I'll use I'll use my first pick. But, um, do you do you have one that you thought of for me, or are you just be, on the fly? Um. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I've not I've not really thought of anything. So. Right. It'll just be off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll give you yours first then. Right, okay. Um but so, better not be the same one now. Nah, I don't think it is. <laughs> the, the subject I've got for you is vending machines. Oh jeez, what right. Uh and it can it can be any type. So so nothing specific. But um your minute is on the clock and it starts now right vending machines I've got a few of them in my work you put your money in type in what you want and then it will spin but it will maybe only spin halfway around so your your packet of crisps is left dangling (laughs) so what do you do do you shout for somebody to come and unlock it or do you just get a wee wee nudge but then people will just think ah he's just fucking swinging that vending machine about because he's not getting any money <laughs> um, the other point I wanted to make is back in my old 
mulled job. Um, there was a couple of vending machines, and it was about the time where they changed the the pound coins. Yeah. So we had all these new pound coins, and we couldn't use them in the vending machines because they were still only accepting older ones. I just think that's a flaw in the system. Uh, you can't use your card to pay for them, so you need to come up with some other some other method on uh, how you get them. And then uh, I'll probably. I assure you, I'm Nat, over. Nat, you right. just you coped well there. You were just a few seconds over. Right. The reason I was thinking about that was because I remember stories from school where guys ran through vending machines <laughs> and stuff like that. But see that point you make about the the wee um, rotating wire thing where they put the stuff. They were never designed for crisps. No way. No. I don't, I mean, they're not really designed for anything. Are they? <laughs> it is a funny, it is a funny design. Then you've got the modern ones with the conveyor belts and stuff. Mm. What but, they should do is they should slope, they should slope them gently and have like a wee sort of guard thing that comes up in front of it. And then once you hit it, the guard drops down and then it will fall out. You should get in touch with Vending Machine Direct UK about that. I will. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if you've never seen, if you've never seen a snack stuck in a a rotating wire based vending machine, then where have you been? You've never lived. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, but no, they are a particular annoyance every so often, and this this needing a this didn't change thing. Nobody's got change anymore. That's yeah. old hat. Nobody yeah. carries coins about them. Nobody carries money. Yeah. They should all be um, fingerprint. Fingerprint vendies. <laughs> vendies. <Is> that... <laughs> yeah, that, that in itself is just a kind of funny word. But... I know, Vendy. Send, send us in your nicknames for vending machines. Sendy your Vendy. Vendos. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what another name for a vending machine would be, but <laughs> uh, Un- unmanned confectionery dispenser. Mm, it's nah. a bit wordy. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? We'll stick uh, to vendy. Tuck shop in a box. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Right, Gizma, Gizma mode. Right, you want your mode? Yeah. Okay, your mode. Right. Um, this is based on purely just what I'm looking at just now, and it is uh, indoor plants. Oh, that's actually caught me off guard. So, I want you to see me. When we, did we do this before and it was two minutes each? Or was it always nah, one? No, it was minute? one, it was always one. Right. Just as well, it's one. I know. Because I'll, I'll be push, I'll be stretched for for a minute here, but I'll do my best. Yeah, it's not it's not a great it's not a great one, um, but I'll, I will have to do. Right. Okay. And if you're ready, your minute starts now. So I'm going to cheat a wee bit, slightly, and I'm going to focus on artificial indoor plants. And a problem with artificial indoor plants is that they give you absolutely nothing back. They give you no smell, 
they give you no natural uh, protection so that they won't kill your insects, they won't kill your spiders, whatever normal indoor plants do. And the worst thing about artificial plants, indoor plants, is the way that they look. Now, I'm not going to pretend I've not got artificial indoor plants, but see if you see an indoor plant that's been sitting on a windowsill for too long and it's covered in dust and some of the colouring's faded, <laughs> then that is the most unattractive piece of home furniture that you can ever find. So if anybody's listening and they've got a sun-faded artificial indoor plant, bin it, bag it, bin it. <laughs> see it, say it. See it, say it. <laughs> see it, say it, sort it. Um, but no, indoor plants, absolutely no good. If you're getting a plant, get an outdoor one. Help the planet and sort yourself out. Good night. There you go. You, I mean, you that, went over a minute. So uh, Did I? See, that wasn't good. It didn't really flow, but at least I got some points across. No, it was good. I was, I kind of left it at indoor plants so that you, you could have went down that route. If you okay, want good. I, pre- I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, that was good. Some valid points there. Um, the the plants that well, the plants I'm currently looking at are real. I will say that. That's um, good. But I know that's because Rosemary will look after them. I just get no interest. Mm. The thing, the good thing about an indoor plant is this obviously wouldn't fit in critical mode, but the good thing about them. Mm. is that often they don't need much don't need much work you know yeah so if anybody's thinking about getting an indoor plant and they don't care about sun fading and dusting then absolutely by all means go for it get a cactus great addition to the home get a cactus shove it in the bathroom and it'll grow about 10 foot 10 foot in length (laughs) yeah yeah they can be a bit a bit spiky, a bit sharp at times, but honestly, it's worth it. Go for it. Um, right, okay. Other than Celtic having wrapped up the title <laughs> and uh, probably just about going through in Europe. Nah, not just about, comfortably. Uh, then, f- from me, I think I'm, I'm good to, to wrap up. Yeah, I'm happy. Happy to end it there. Um another good good discussion to be had and it wasn't wasn't all doom and gloom it wasn't you've ended up with uh, a lot of happy clan fans that now we've told them they're going to finish outside the playoffs that they can save their money but they can't save it because they've got to put it back in the club so all in all it is positive and keep keep supporting the team even though they are absolutely terrible at the moment yeah, um, the atmosphere wasn't wasn't great uh, at the weekend, but you still had the drum section. They were, um, you know, they they kept going through the game. So credit to them, and uh, yeah, we need to need to turn it around fast. But I mean, you've you've said that you've said that we're going to get a four point weekend. I know I have um, from three games, and I said that we're going to get two points. So collectively. We're getting six points this weekend. Yep. You heard it here first, and I will be the first to come on next time if we do get those four points and say, well, 
You should have listened. So should have put should have put money on it. Yeah. Obviously. Please, please gamble responsibly. Exactly. Right. So thanks for everyone for their comments and stuff when and their, the backlash after the game. We might have the same this weekend, but we will see. Um, cheers as ever. <laughs> Sorry. I think it was. It wasn't. It, the shocking backlash received was... <laughs> after tweet goes viral. I mean, if, if any of tweets go viral, then something's gone wrong. <laughs> News. Tweet goes viral. <laughs> Buy your tickets for this Friday. Yeah, no, that that was a that was a good a good discussion earlier actually. It was. We'll we'll do that next week because I I think it it almost warrants a a show opening position. Right. Okay. Depending how the weekend in. goes. If it's a shite weekend, then that will be the best bit of the next next episode. But we'll see. Indeed. So, cheers for turning up. Keep turning up, because we definitely won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, folks. Catch you next time. Speak to you then.